Yo, what's up you guys? Josh Tongle. Um, I know it's been a while since I put out a vlog. Uh, you know, ever since I've been doing YouTube, you know, I've been documenting my journey and I have a lot of people emailing me like almost every day just asking me like where I'm at, you know, what do I believe and uh, what, what I don't believe anymore, etc, etc. And, you know, I guess maybe some of you guys might be curious of where I'm at because I've been just kind of laying low these days about uh, certain issues, certain topics. And so just to finally put it out there, Today, I'm going to be talking about why I am no longer a Christian. And I know that might be a big surprise to a lot of people. Maybe it won't be a surprise to any of you guys. I don't know. Um, but I'm not here to get technical and I'm not here to debate. You know, I'm not here to like throw, about, throw out a bunch of Bible verses or philosophical arguments of why I am, I'm at where I'm at today. Um, I'm just here to share a little bit of my story, my journey, just hoping that maybe some of you could um, relate and just resonate with some of my my experiences and some of my thoughts. So of course, a little bit of my background. If you guys have no idea who I am, uh, who am I? And so I was actually born into the Christian faith. So my parents were actually uh, Roman Catholics before I was born, um, but they eventually became Protestant. And you know, when I was born, they, already, they were already Protestant. So I was born into that Protestant faith and um, pretty much grew up and like an Assemblies of God um, denomination, Pentecostal, very influenced by like the Word of Faith uh, movement. And you know, as I got older, I got in, involved in ministry when I was pretty young, you know, in leadership. And um, I taught apologetics at a Presbyterian church. Um, I was even assistant youth director at uh, Assemblies of God. Um, I was a pastor at a Southern Baptist church and I was an evangelist at uh, another Assemblies of God church in California. And so I eventually became a missionary to the Philippines. And you know, so I was basically, this was my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I even went to school studying theology, got my bachelor's degree in theology, got my master's. Um, I studied a lot of apologetics um, ever since I was 17. And even with like, you know, what you would call some of the evangelical heavyweights of the apologetic scene, um, I was able to sit under some of those guys. And so, like I said, this was my life. I was all about sharing the gospel, uh, preaching, defending the faith, etc., etc. And so just like as a lot of people do when they study apologetics, which is basically a defense of the faith, um, I, I started asking a lot of questions, right? And... I was asking a lot of these questions about, you know, the, the big questions of life and just starting, you know, studying different religions, uh, philosophies, worldviews, and um, cults, what we would consider cults. And so I was really absorbed in that, you know what I'm saying, just studying day and night and always wanting to know what other religions believe so I can critique them. And but, but through all this time, if I were to be honest now and to look back, right, in retrospect, as I was studying a lot of these different worldviews and religions, I was already assuming that, that my view, the Christian worldview, was true. You know what I'm saying? So I would always poke holes in these different religions and the different religious texts and be like, you know, this is inconsistent, this contradicts such and such, or this version of God is very uh, violent and disturbing, you know what I'm saying? And so it's very easy for me to do that, right? But when it came to my own faith, and when I would notice inconsistencies or contradictions even in the Bible or even see like disturbing behaviors of God in both the Old and in the New Testament, it's like I didn't apply the same standard that I would do when I would study different religions. You know what I'm saying? So if I were to see a contradiction in the Bible, in my version of the Bible, the Protestant one, you know, I would just be like, 
Ah, well, it, it can be reconciled somehow. Or this version of God seems very disturbing. Very, it's very clear. It's very apparent that you know it just seems wrong that this God would command genocide and infanticide, or even God's people. You know that there's a sense of, of um, tribalism that was going on in the Bible. Um, there are these things that I would notice as I would read it throughout the years that I just kind of, you know, I don't know if I want to say be in denial, but it just I wouldn't just clear. I'd say, okay, this is not right, you know, because I would already assume that the Bible was 100% true and God is good all the time. So all these supposedly apparent evil things that God is doing. It's just a mystery to me. I just had to plead mystery or God's ways are higher than my ways. You know, but like I said, if it came to another religious text, it's easy. Oh, that's just not good. That version of God or Allah or blah, blah, blah. So like I was saying, the, the standards I would apply differently to my own faith. And don't get me wrong. Like I understand you don't have to hold on to inerrancy, which is the view that, you know, all scripture, um, you affirm that all of it's true, you know, theologically, scientifically, et cetera, et cetera. You don't have to hold on to inerrancy in, in order to be a Christian. I'm just telling you that these were the things that were starting to trouble me um, several years ago. And so when I was a missionary um, a couple years back to the Philippines, um, I was able to do a lot more research. I was kind of like out of the, the, the church scene in the sense that I wasn't like a, one of the main pastors at a church anymore. I was just more so just speaking around the country, you know, at different churches. But I had a lot of time to do more research, study, um, have more time to introspect and as I started to look into the Christian faith more and to look at the, the history of Christianity, the history of uh, the early church and the views that people had about the Bible, about Jesus and his deity or the Trinity and the debates that would go on even back in the day, you know, I started noticing the diversity of it all and just seeing on how a lot of the things that were taught um, a good number of things that were, were held even in the early church uh, would be considered heretical today by many evangelical Christians. You know, and that's why I really encourage you to do your own homework. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I studied under some, some Christian apologists and philosophers and stuff like that, but I know that I had to look into this stuff myself and read the books that I want to read, not just the, the stuff that my school made us read you know part of the curriculum but I was really investigating these things and just seeing the diversity of it all and how some of the things that were were seen as not orthodox um, actually made more sense to me that's why I would encourage you to do your own homework on the Bible um, church history you know different kinds of doctrines when it comes to Jesus and you know anyone can say well, you know, I don't need to do any of that stuff. I don't, I don't need to get into all that doctrine stuff and theology. You know, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, you know, I get that. I know people want to say that. Okay, I have a personal relationship. It's not about the theology. Fine, you can say whatever you want. But the thing is, that's, that's a very subjective thing that how would that work when if you were to criticize another person from another faith who uses the same argument where they have their own personal relationship with God or they, they're feeling a burning in their bosom or whatever it may be, you know, that that's just not something that would do well if you were to criticize another religion or another faith. And so just looking at the history of it all and just even seeing so many Christians today preaching from the same book, you know, I would encourage people hearing me right now to just be very hesitant to be so dogmatic about what is the truth or this is 
essential Christian doctrine. You know what I'm saying? Because people even in church history, they couldn't even agree upon what is essential. So when you see all the diversity that goes on within uh, Christianity, you want to call it Christendom, whatever, you know, with all these different types of denominations where they say, you know, in essentials unity, non-essentials liberty, and all these charity, etc., etc., uh, you will see a, 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 a huge number of differences. And I don't think they should be ignored. You know, especially when you see a lot of people trying to speak and defend uh, the Word of God. They try to speak truth on behalf of God, all preaching from the same book. Um, to be honest, for me, it just started to look kind of silly. You know what I'm saying? I, it's all good if you're, you know, having disagreements here and there because debates are fine. But when everyone's kind of like speaking, saying, no, this is the truth, and they're speaking on behalf of God, that just, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, and so in recent years, you know, I've been really evolving and, you know, to some people's eyes, it could seem more liberal, you know, whatever that means. And, and but my theology was becoming more inclusive. It was becoming more accepting of, of views that were kind of like out there among a lot of conservative Christians. And, you know, a lot of the theologies that I was starting to accept was more getting rid of like the whole us versus them mentality. And these, these doctrines and theologies that I was holding to seem to kind of explain the common sense things, at least common sense to a lot of people, of, of that kind of removed the separation between us versus them, you know, where, where I was adopting theologies that were more saying that, you know, uh, we're all God's children or um, everyone is my brother and sister, no matter what religion you claim. I mean, people are people. You know, homosexuals are, are still accepted and... You know, so I, I've met people who would literally say that non-Christians, um, although it can look like they're, they're doing loving things, but because they don't have Christ in their hearts, it's not real love. It's just all self-centeredness or etc. You know, just like things like that. And so that kind of mentality was already done away with. You know, I, I, I didn't think that way. I thought everyone can love no matter what religion you claim. So I was kind of like starting to see a lot of the the theologies that I was taught growing up where Jesus had to do this, he had to pay the price, he had to pay a debt, etc., etc. Then you have to place your faith and then you'll get born again. And then the Holy Spirit's going to indwell you and all those things. And so um, those were the things that I was starting to see as like, okay, maybe I don't, you know, those things don't make so much sense to me anymore. You know, because I just open up my eyes and I see the real world. And there are people who are able to love, you know, there are people able to heal and uh, people able to do good, you know, that are not Christians, people who are, are still financially prosperous and they're not tithing. And so another big thing that really opened up my eyes was this whole area of healing because as you all know, that's a big area in my life. Um, I was trained in the whole Christian versions of healing growing up, you know what I'm saying? And, and I was even, you know, doing uh, healing ministry and traveling and doing healing seminars and but it was always within a certain Christian version of it granted it was different from a lot of my traditional Pentecostal stuff but it was still labeled as Christian and so anything that was not identified as like Christian healing back then I would still think of it as demonic or it's just not of God or they're not real healings or miracles or those things you know so um, that was my mentality back then, but I, I eventually stepped out of the box 
and was very open and, and hungry to learn just different modalities because I know that there are different styles, different modalities of healing. And so I started to look into those things. I started to practice some of those things. And, and just my conclusion, folks, is that what I started to notice is that the main principles of healing that are found in different Christian traditions or even different healing modalities they're pretty much the same thing, man. It's just a matter of semantics, you know, just, just minus all the demonic stuff, you know, where you got to cast out demons and, you know, but this part about visualizing and, and, and uh, intention and all those things, that, that's a universal thing that's, that's found in different healing modalities that I've noticed. And that's what's just been so eye-opening for me, you know, to do healings and, and without having to do it in Jesus' name, you know, and still seeing it work. You know what I'm saying? So people could still say, well... Josh, I really believe it's Jesus doing it through you. That, that's fine. You know, people say those things, you know, to me, just trying to keep their worldview together. I'm just saying that I've done it in, I've had different uh, paradigms when it comes to healing, and it's still thinking works. You know, and I've been just kind of been laying low with the whole quote-unquote ministry for the past couple of years. You know, not, not in the sense that I, I don't help people, but, you know, I, I know what it is to be in that grind, man, where I would always be traveling every single week, speaking at different churches, holding groups and trying to teach from the Bible. And I know that grind. And I, I've seen it where, you know, I, I've even been part of meetings or conferences where, you know, you'd have to retain and hold on to the same theology or you can't necessarily be a part of these events and stuff. And for me, I just kind of had to step back and, and ask myself, you know, what direction do I want my life to go now? You know, I don't, I don't want to conform to these people who are my friends, but yet they're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're disagreeing with my theology and considering it too much or out of the box or heretical or whatever. I just know that I wanted to be true to myself and not try to get caught up in this mix of trying to preach with so-and-so. You know, if I hold to this theology, I'm going to be able to minister with this person. And, and just knowing how I am, I didn't give a rip about that. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't get caught up in those things. And, you know, my wife can testify, you know, that even when we were back in the States and stuff, it's like, I literally study, not 24-7, but I, I do study every single day. You know what I'm saying? I, I research for hours, just reading, studying, listening to lectures, watching debates, um, setting, spending a lot of time to myself, you know, just looking within myself and thinking about a lot of things you know I would study I was still even though I would lay low I, there are times where I would put out YouTube videos that were more motivational stuff and you know it wasn't all that theology that I used to do back in the day but but believe it or not during that entire time folks that I wouldn't be putting out theology stuff I would still be studying theology at home atheism skepticism agnosticism metaphysics all those things, even things that are like really out of the box um, for a lot of people. Because <laughs> I, I just knew that I wasn't afraid anymore. I wasn't afraid to explore. I wasn't afraid to, to step into areas that were just like, no, 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 that's just too way out there. You know, because for me, I wanted to know the truth. You know what I'm saying? That's just my, my personality. That's just my heart. You know, I just want to be able to hear the other side and know that I'm not just being biased and just hearing a critique of this religion or critique of this worldview from a Christian standpoint. I want to read the, the primary sources. You know, I want to hear from those people themselves. And and that really changed the way I saw people from other worldviews and other faiths. Because I, I just wanted to be able to understand. I wanted to be able to 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 say, I, I, I heard your heart. Just kind of getting out of the whole Christian bubble. And so, you know, the more I started to live my life honestly, the more 
Christianity, I know there are different forms of it, but I'm just speaking in general. The more Christianity just started to not make sense to me anymore. And it's not that I was trying not to believe or I was trying to become something else. It's just the more that I started to live my life, it's like a lot of the doctrines, a lot of the, the theology and atonement theories and all these things, it just kind of just seemed irrelevant to me. I didn't think about it in my daily life. So it's not like I, those, some of the, the, the teachings that I can get from those things are unimportant because I mean you could always draw a message out of these things so it's not like they're unimportant it's just that I didn't think about those doctrines anymore on a daily basis I just wanted to live my life and it just felt very natural for me the more I felt in touch in touch with my life here and now um, the more a lot of those things just didn't cross my mind so much you know and I just felt like I had a, a more in touch I was more in touch with people I was more in touch with reality I was more in touch with life I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to offend people saying that, you know, if you're into theology, you're not uh, in touch with life. I'm just saying this is just for me. This was my experience. You know, and just let me clarify here because I know there could be a lot of uh, judgments and misunderstandings because I, I read, you know, I could see some of the comments that people make. I'm not, I'm, I didn't move away from the Christian faith because I was bitter towards Christians or um, the church hurt me. You know, I get the whole idea you never judge a philosophy by its abuse. So even if there could be a bunch of jerks in, in, in the church, that doesn't mean Christianity is wrong. Or, you know, you meet an atheist who acts like an idiot, you know, then atheism is wrong. You know, people are people. I get that. There are people who act stupid like everywhere you go. But it's just something to think about. If, if you believe in a God who is good, if you believe in a God who is loving, how could a good God, a loving God, condemn me to an eternal hell for not believing in something that just doesn't make sense to me, folks. Right? You can't force people to believe something or not to believe something. That's just like me telling you, stop believing such and such. Or I want you to believe such and such. Beliefs just don't work that way. Beliefs just happen. They happen through persuasion. They happen through experiences that you have. Because believe it or not, you know, these people who, are, who claim to just stick to the Bible or the Word of God, we are... We are driven a lot by our experiences folks so the question that i want to pose to you guys is you know does it even matter you know does your belief in god you know in the christian faith the doctrines that you're learning the rituals that you do does it even matter and if it does if it does does it help you or does it hurt you if it helps you good for you more power to you if it hurts you if you see your life in a way where you're not happy with your life based upon your beliefs of how your beliefs kind of shape the way you view yourself the way you view reality the world then why hold on to it and i get it that many of us we grew up in our faith just like me so it could be very hard to acknowledge that that it doesn't make sense to you anymore especially you're going to be letting a lot of people down i get that you know we're all looking for meaning in our lives right like we talk about the meta narrative what's the big picture you know it's a lot a lot of us who are asking some of these big questions are about like you know where do we come from what's our origin uh, what kind of meaning do I have, you know, what kind of meaning do I have in my life? Or, or how should I live? You know, where do we get our morality from? Or what's going to happen when we die? You know, what, what happens in the final destination? You know what I'm saying? And so what I've seen a lot among a lot of Christians, Christian apologists especially, is that they think that just because they're able to provide answers, you know, quote-unquote answers, um, to these big questions of origin, meaning, morality, and destiny, and all these things, you know, just because they're able to give some answers, 
many of them think that their worldview, their Christian worldview is more superior to other faiths just because they're able to provide answers. But here's my thing, is that you can have answers to a lot of these questions. It could even be coherent. You know, it's all kind of hanged together. But it could still be wrong, folks. You could still be wrong. I believe that there are better explanations to make sense of the world than what much of Christianity has to offer. See, because what's so interesting is that religion supposedly gives you the solution, but get this, folks, religion is the one that's giving you the problem. Folks, you know, they're the ones telling you that you're a sinner, that you need to be saved, that you're wretched, and, you know, just a lot of things that I find to be very unhealthy. You know, they're the ones telling you that if you don't believe, you're going to be going to hell, so here's your Savior. You know, but your, your, your default destination is an eternal hell. You know, they're the one giving you these problems, and that's why they're giving you the solution. But what if the problems are not really there in the first place? You know, they're the ones telling you that you are, you're, you're separated from God unless you do all these things. You're not a child of God unless you do such and such and believe. Blah, blah, blah. You know, these, I think, are, are I think, damaging ideas to tell people. And I've had people tell me this. I know there are going to be more people who are going to judge and say, Josh, you were never saved in the first place. You were never a genuine Christian. People could say whatever the hell they want, folks. Um, I know what I believed. You know, I, I still get Facebook, you know, you know, the whole Facebook memories, you know, like you just, it'll show you like your previous posts, your previous statuses. You know, I would look at my old statuses from years ago with all my Bible verses and theology, and I'd be like, dude, that doesn't even sound like me anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like, can't believe I wrote that. But then I can believe that I wrote it because that's what I believed, folks. And I've had many experiences throughout my life that I could vouch and say, you know what? I genuinely believed. I genuinely believed. And I'll probably be making another video about that, about my whole childhood of just me growing up in this whole faith and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and all these things. I've had experiences that I can vouch for and say, no, I was really in this stuff, you know, talking to Jesus. I mean, I still see to this day, I still wake up and I see my friends' statuses and they're, they're posting verses or they're posting video clips from church and praise and worship team. And um, to be honest, it's like I, I see it. I'm like, I just can't relate to it anymore, folks. And it's not that, like I said, I'm trying to be this way. This is just how it is these days for me, you know, because I'm at a very different place now. And here's the interesting thing is that I still have what you would call born again experiences. So people can argue and say, uh, Josh, you know, maybe you never had this morning. I did. You know, I, I've, I've given my life to Christ a million times, gazillion times at these altar calls. I've, I've had powerful emotional experiences. And it's funny because even to this day, I still have those amazing experiences of love and presence. You know what I'm saying? Where I would just be weeping and, and just out of nowhere, I'd be in a car just weeping, just feeling this overwhelming love. And But the thing is, is that I just interpret my experiences differently now. You know what I'm saying? Because we, I had my Christian grid back then. So I, I, I interpret my experiences through my Christian grid, through my Christian paradigm. And I've had, you know, experiences in my life in the body and even out of the body. Yes, even out of the body. Experiences that have changed my life forever, folks. And it's something that I don't really tell people. Um, I've only told like a handful of people about some of my experiences out of the body. And it transform you. You know, that, that it, it would be very difficult for someone to just argue doctrine 
against my experiences because I know what I've experienced. You know, and, and anyone can argue, well, Josh, you know, you can't just base everything upon your experience. Of course, in, in many ways you can because that's all that we have. You have your experiences or even your lack of experiences of why you interpret things a certain way. I'm not looking for another religion. I mean, think about it though. What, what makes you a real Christian? And someone will say, it's when you follow Christ. Yeah, but which Christ? Is it, is it the Christ that's more passive? Is it the one that's more violent? Is it going to come in judgment and, and condemn you to hell for all eternity? You know, are you a real Christian once you really follow his teachings perfectly? You know, because your version of following Christ is going to be very different from another person's version of following Christ. And I can guarantee you that what you claim to hear from Jesus is going to be very different from what another person claims of what they're hearing Jesus say. So I'm not saying that everyone's wrong because we're all hearing different things. All I'm saying is be true to you. Be true to you. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a relativist. I'm not saying that everything's, you know, whatever's true for you is true for you. Whatever's true. No, truth is true. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that there are these different paths that we have and that there are many Christians who have not really stopped and, and, and scrutinized their beliefs, their, the theology that was inherited. And they've never really looked into to see if it holds any water. And so I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, folks. You know, I see a lot of good in Christianity, but I also see a lot of good in other religions. And, you know, truth is truth no matter where it's found. You know, truth is found in other faiths as well. Truth is truth no matter where it's found. And there are falsehoods everywhere, folks, because no system is perfect. No religion's perfect. But enough of all these doctrines that just divide us, folks. Just enough of these doctrines that just divide people or create so much hatred towards people who don't agree with you, with your version of Christianity. Because I see people fighting and bickering on my YouTube videos. And they're Christians, folks. They're Christians and they're fighting and they're bickering and they're condemning each other. I'm just like, wow, you know, this is just why it looks so silly to me in many ways. You know, enough of these, you know, we're the special group. We're favored by God, unbelievers. No, 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 blah, blah, blah. They're not. And I'm just like, man, I've seen unbelievers in a better place than a lot of Christians. And they're always just trying to pull the God card that God's just allowing such and such when their lives are miserable. Not all Christians. I'm just saying that we're all human. We're all human. We all have experiences. We all have ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? There's no, I don't think there's anything good of pointing out or just judging another person just because they don't have the same faith as you. And I guess I just reached a point where, you know, I didn't want to be the person that says, well, I'm, you know, Josh, are you a Christian? Well, I'm not that kind of Christian or I'm not that kind of Christian. I'm not that kind of Christian. You know, where I always have to like clarify, you know, or do a disclaimer or something when I'm speaking somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I didn't want to be that kind. It's funny because at the different stages of my life of, of being a Christian, um, I was very confident with that with that version of Christianity every time I switch over. No, 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 this is the right version. No, 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 this is the right version. It's like, I'm just going to do away with the whole labels thing. You know, like I said, I can identify with a lot of good teachings that I've, I've learned from the Christian faith and like loving your neighbor and helping other people and, and feeding the poor and all those things. I get that. But I just, these days, I no longer feel the need to identify myself as a Christian because I feel like there's just too much baggage with that word. You know what I'm saying? There are too many assumptions that could be made when you're trying to communicate that to somebody else, right? Why the labels? You know, why, why can't I just be seen as a human being, right? Why can't I just be a human being 
who's learning and growing and and why do I have to be boxed into this you're not a Christian anymore you know and there's all these assumptions that even happen when they find out that you're not a Christian anymore but for me folks you know atheism isn't the only game in town you know what I'm saying it's, it, it, once you reject uh, Christianity or certain forms of Christianity I'm just here to say that you know atheism is not the only alternative there are other ways to understand reality you know what I'm saying it's like I've heard atheists who are just as dogmatic as Christians. They could be just as annoying, you know, and act like they figured it all out too, which is, I think, an error as well. Once again, I just encourage you guys to just really seek answers for yourself. That's cool. Some of you guys who are Christian, you're reading apologetic books because you want to learn more. You're starting to ask more questions. But but don't put your trust in these Christian apologists either because I've been in that for so many years. And, and it's like you could almost treat them as though they're infallible because they did a lot of the hard study for you. You know, do it yourself. Just to be straight up, right? It's like, I find a lot of the answers in Christian apologetics uh, very shallow these days. I'm not satisfied with them, you know, because there are real problems in this real world. And uh, many times they come up as these, as these experts as if, you know, you ask them about heaven, you ask them about hell, and they'll quote a Bible verse. Well, the Bible says, and I just find that very... Uh, that's just very shallow to me. It's like, well, how do you know? You know, it's like, did you go to heaven? Did you go to hell? You know, how do you know these things? Just because they studied philosophy or they studied under a famous Christian apologist or something. You know, that's why I get kind of like, um, you know, turned off by a lot of these, these Christian apologists who, who show this confidence that I feel like shouldn't be there, to be honest. You know, but don't get me wrong. I don't regret growing up as a Christian. And I love the people that I met throughout my journey. Some of my closest friends. You know, and my family, are, they're still Christian, and I love them like crazy. But I'm just at a different place now. And I make no apologies of where I'm at. I could honestly say, you know, that I've never felt so free in my entire life. Honestly. I've, I've never felt this free before. You know, I'm still the same Josh in the sense that I still love helping people, man. You know, I still have love in my heart. I still have compassion in my heart. I still love... Um, going around sharing messages to uplift people you know I, I go out to different places we just have conversations with people I just are sharing people so cry you know just like because I'm, I'm giving them a message of hope you know things that I've learned in my own experience not just something that I inherited and I'm here to regurgitate you know where I don't feel anything with the message no the, the message that I have in my heart I share it with people still you know, a lot of the, the doctrines and rituals and all those things I kind of just set aside for now. And I and I'm just feel like these days I'm just more interested in people without having some sort of agenda. You know what I'm saying? To um, convert them. But just to know them, to love them, to understand them, to get to know them. You know, to walk with them on this journey we call life. I, I met Christians who, you know, they'll share their story where they were unbelievers and their life was, according to them, it sucked and empty. Then they found Christ. You know what I'm saying? good for you folks i'm not here to try to deconvert you you found your your way so more power to you you know be true to you be true to you and i know this video may um, be disappointing to some of you to some of my the followers on youtube and those who appreciated my work throughout the years uh, this may disappoint some of my my friends and my even my family but i'm not sorry with where i'm at today you know i, I know who i am and I know those who criticize my journey, I know they're on a journey too. I'm going to be putting out some more videos, probably talking about my journey. Just a lot of the stuff that I've kind of kept quiet about for so many years. You know, because everyone's always asking, what, 
they saw so many changes and I'll probably be putting up videos and taking you through that process probably. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Feel free, if you haven't yet, feel free to subscribe because uh, I'd like to share a lot of things that are on my heart these days. And there's a lot of things that I'm looking into that <laughs> I don't put online, but I would like to one day and, and it's more for an audience that are open. Anyways, you guys just wanna say that I love you guys for those of you who have really supported me throughout the years and followed my stuff without you know any judgment and just seeing my journey and just rooting for me just you know for me to follow this path my own path i just want to say that thank you much love to you guys and so you know god is not a christian and neither am i anymore peace